When Luke Keary went down with a season-ending injury in round three against the Rabbitohs, the Roosters were written off. The red pen was pulled out, a thick stroke was put through Sydney's Glamour Club. They were done, they were gone, their premiership chances finished. Or so we thought. I was lucky enough to speak with the injured 5'8 this week to get his take on the Roosters' remarkable season so far, get an update on his recovery from an ACL injury and to discuss Luke's passion for improving the mental health of all Australians. Luke, thanks so much for joining me for a chat. Firstly, it's been five and a half months since you sadly ruptured your ACL. How is your knee coming along? Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good, mate. It's uh, it's obviously been a bit of a different uh, rehab process this time around, but yeah, it's it's been good. We've kind of got to go in there with our physio and, and get our work done, but we've had no hiccups along the way, which is nice, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back out there. Every player hates doing their ACL. It's the dreaded injury when it comes to rugby league. What's been the most challenging part of the recovery, given it's the first time you've gone through this during a global pandemic? Yeah, so it's my second time doing the ACL. I did it when I was uh, 17. Um, but, yeah, this time, obviously, with the, with the pandemic and the boys moving away, um, our two head physios uh, obviously had to go up there to the Gold Coast. So we had to bring a, another physio in. It's been different, but it's been good. It's been given me a chance to kind of get away for a bit and actually kind of reflect a little bit and think about what I want to do moving forward and um, really sit back and kind of take in the footy and um, have a great think about the game in general and, and where I think I'm at, the game's at, and our, our club. So what is the biggest lesson after all that reflecting that you've learned over the past five and a half months? Yeah, I think there's been a big shift in the game, to be honest. I think there's been the shift obviously with the rule changes um the uh, kind of the attack and defense components of the game uh momentum in the game now is a huge aspect of it uh, and i think we're moving we're moving into new times i think you see a lot of sports around the world um kind of moving this way and it's interesting it's interesting you've seen this year with the the trebojeviches the walkers uh, the clearies these type of players being able to dominate games now through through their their speed uh, their skill, their size, and just being able to be in that kind of that contest for the 80 minutes have been able to teams have been able to rack up some big scores. COVID 19 has meant that your rehab process has been a lot different to normal. You've faced other challenges, but one of the real challenges is you've had to watch your team enjoy success from afar. How have you been watching on the couch and not on the sidelines and being in amongst the boys at Roosters HQ every week? Yeah, it's been it's been different, but it's been really enjoyable. So proud um, of what the boys have been doing up there. Me and Lindsay are obviously doing rehab together, and each week we kind of come in and we're just happy. We're happy to see, obviously, the amount of adversity that we've gone through this year, and we've lost. Uh, you know, we really lost our whole leadership group, except except Teddy and Jared. And for the boys to stand up and just keep delivering, they've had plenty of times when they could have rolled over, um, used different excuses and injuries and things like that, but. They've just continued to turn up every single week. They've put themselves in a great position now to go into the finals. Um, we've seen a lot of young guys come through that have uh, made a name for themselves this year. And it's honestly the word that comes to mind is proud. It's been super impressive. It's been super impressive to watch individuals do it and then the club as a whole um, go through it. When you look at the list of unavailable players, as you mentioned there, it's staggering. There's yourself, there's Boyd Cordner, Jake Friend, Brett Morris, Joey Manu, Lindsay Collins, uh, Billy Smith, Joseph Sawali and others. Why do you think the club has been able to overcome so much adversity and remain relevant in the competition to finish fifth after the regular season? 
yeah, I think it all points back to culture. Um, culture starts at the very top uh, with our board and, and obviously Nick Politis, our chairman, and it slowly filters down, obviously, through your admin staff, the head coach, his coaching staff, in through the senior players of the group and then into the younger guys. And it kind of – it's infectious when you when you walk into an organisation that has a culture of, of success and, you know, guys want to come to the club, they want to be successful. And I think that's played a big part in, in, in how the boys have performed this year. And I think probably the, the three or four main people in that is, is Tedesco, um, Jared, Isaac Liu, Daniel Tupo, who have, have been the mainstays through the whole year. They've played nearly every game and they've led from the front for us. Don't take this the wrong way, Luke, but you're quite small in stature, but you've left a massive hole in this Roosters outfit. A guy by the name of Sam Walker is a young rookie from Queensland who's stepped in and played pretty impressively so far in his rookie season. He's a Queensland kid. He plays his first final in Queensland against the Queensland side, the Gold Coast Titans, this weekend. What can we expect to see from Sam Walker against the Titans? Yeah, he's been impressive. Probably got thrown in a little bit earlier than than Robbo would have liked. He got thrown, to be honest, into the deep end there. Obviously, myself not there, um, Boyd, uh, Jake not there. He's he's kind of an 18-year-old halfback who's been thrown into a team without senior players there to help him. And I thought he responded really well. I thought he's shown how competitive he is, how tough he is, how much skill he's got. And obviously, taking a little bit of a toll on him at certain times this year, which is always going to happen to a young player. And I think Robbo's done a really good job um, to kind of protect him when he's needed to, um, to let him go, let him be free when he needed to. And um, I think he's found a really good spot for him just over his back half of the year, coming off the bench for us. He's adding a lot of spark to us. We all know he's going to be a special player in the future. Yeah, and I think he's going to learn a lot. He's going to learn a lot from this finals campaign. I remember my first one, you kind of pick up stuff as you go and you're a lot better player for it the next year. I bet you can't wait to play alongside him in season 2022. But focusing on the here and now, the big question is, how deep do you think the Roosters can go in this final series? All the way, mate. <laughs> of course. <laughs> no, as I see, honestly, um, I think they've done a terrific job to get here. They're a little bit unlucky not to get in that four, just probably needed one more win. But anything can happen. Anything can happen. You get on a, you, you get hot. Um, teams win, teams lose. Depends on the on the way the draw kind of unfolds. Injuries, uh, the bounce of the ball that day, anything can happen. And they put themselves in a great position. Um, if they perform, um, they're a chance. Of course, they are a chance. I wouldn't expect you to say anything else. The rugby league world absolutely loves September because it means it is time for finals footy. But it's also important when it comes to checking in on our mates, our friends, our family. September 9 is Are You OK Day. Why are days like this so important? Yeah, I think it's super important. I think as a community and and especially as a rugby league community, we've done a great job uh, over the last four or five years of trying to break down the stigma surrounding mental health and Obviously, people see us rugby league players as, as masculine kind of people that don't want to talk about this stuff. But a lot of players have gone out of their way um, to promote mental health, to break down the stigma of it, to encourage people to talk about um, their emotions and, and whether they're feeling okay or not. And uh, it's just a great day. It's a chance to tell people that it is okay um, to not be okay, and it's a chance to remind people to check in, check in on your family and your friends. Um, check in on your grandparents, check in on the younger people. Yeah, it's just a good chance, a good reminder. Okay, Luke, so I I guess I have to ask you, are you okay? 
I'm okay, mate. Okay, so <laughs> I'm good. I'm glad that is you? your answer. I'm great. Yeah, I'm really good. I'm I'm enjoying this chat with you today. But if someone isn't okay today, how important is it for them to speak up? Because as you said, as a society, it's always been, especially men, it's been man up and shut up. Really, it's not man up and speak up. Yeah, it is important. It's um, I guess sometimes as males, we just you don't want to show perceived weakness or. Uh, you don't want to show your emotions sometimes and that's okay too but the more you bottle it up uh, the more you don't talk about it the larger it grows inside you um, and the more it affects you it affects your relationships the way you behave I know I've been through this I've I've seen people go through it the minute you start talking about it start being honest about it start trying to um, fix what's going on it's a huge weight off your shoulders um, no one's going to judge you. Every single person goes through different stuff. Every single person in the world goes through lows. They go through highs. They go through ruts where they can't get out of it. And a key way to get out of it is, is to have someone to talk to about it. And whether that's professional, whether it's a family member, whether it's a friend, I think it's, a, it's an effective way to get past it. Okay, so when you reflect on your life and career, what is your lowest point? Do you remember what it was like? And more importantly, how did you get back on your feet and back on the right path to be in a positive headspace? Yeah, I don't think I've had any extreme lows or anything like that, but you go through plenty of it, and especially in rugby league, you're kind of running a, a bit of an emotional rollercoaster every week, uh, whether you're winning or losing or how, how your form is, um, you know, how fans are reacting to things. Um, and it's kind of a constant, a constant process of getting you back, getting yourself back to like a neutral centre where you're not too high, you're not too low. And then when you do get a bit low, um, having someone there to talk to. And like I said before, it could be could be a parent, it could be a sibling, could be one of your best mates, it could be a professional, uh, could be a coach, could be a teacher, could be anyone. And I think it's important to kind of identify those people in your life and lean on them when you need to because we all need some help at some stage. So you're an ambassador for Mood Tea, which is a brand that puts all of its profits back into supporting mental health programs. Why are you so passionate about improving mental yep. health for all Australians? Yeah, so Mood um, got in contact with me at the start of the year before we went into lockdowns. It's youth mental health. It's a, it's about teenage suicide and and how much this has grown. It's, it's a number one killer for kids these days. And obviously with lockdown, uh, I think it's shone a big light on the problem that we've got. And it's been very sad to see the numbers kind of increase here, especially here in New South Wales and Melbourne over the last few months um, of teens kind of going to hospital for, for mental health reasons. And I think it's a huge reminder to us all that the young kids today have had a huge change in their life. They've been told they can't go to school, they can't go see their friends, they can't go play sport on the weekend. I think sometimes we just think young people, they'll be okay. No, they just go out and find something to do. But at the moment, they can't really do anything. And I think it's super important that we all take note of this firstly and, and go check on them. Go check on your younger brother or your younger sister, um, the young people in your life, because you know they're going through a really, really tough, tough time in their life at the moment. They've had a huge shift, a huge change. And, um, you know, it is okay if they're not doing okay at the moment. And we need to identify that and, and help them out. And Mood's doing a great job giving back to a few different charities um, in creating awareness around this and then helping kids. 
So if we see whether it be a, a younger sibling or a younger relative or someone else that we know in our lives that we think are struggling, how do you broach that with them? Because as you said, it's a personal topic. You don't know whether they're going to shut the door on you and just go, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I think the first thing's probably you got to come in the right way, obviously sympathetic. Um, you don't want to just kind of shoot from the hip with them, but uh, just a general conversation with them. And I think the more general conversations you can have with younger people, their feelings and emotions will come out in those conversations. You don't directly have to ask them, ring them up and go, hey, are you okay? You have a general conversation about how they're going, um, how their friends are going, how's school going, how's sport going, and you'll pick it up pretty quickly whether they're in a good headspace or a bad headspace. And um, sometimes it's not about having the answers to that either. It's about just saying to them, hey, I'm here for you if you need anything. I'm here for a chat. If you want any other help outside of myself, I'm, 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 I'm here to help you do that too. It's a credit to you that you are speaking up about this and it's great that you are so passionate about improving the mental health of all Australians, especially the youth in this country. But what role do you think, and you mentioned it slightly earlier, what role do you think professional athletes and in particular NRL players have in really highlighting these mental health issues and saying we all go through these struggles? Yeah, I think it was a super important role. We're obviously some kids at sport, whether it's rugby league, AFL, soccer, uh, netball, it doesn't matter. The athletes playing these sports are looked up to from kids all over Australia. And for those kids to see us professional athletes kind of talk about it, um, talk about that it's okay that we go through it, that every single person goes through it, and this is how you can deal with it when you do go through it as a, as a, as a young person, a middle-aged person or older person, I think it really helps them. It helps it helps people's mindsets to say, hey, this, this is actually normal. I've, I've heard these other people talk about it in the media um, and it's okay that I'm going through it and people like myself or other people have gone through different stuff in their life. Okay, so I hate to remind you, uh, you turn 30 in February next year, but bringing the chat back to footy, you've won three premierships. What are your main motivators between now and the end of your career? A couple more would do, I think. <laughs> just a couple? No, just, um, yeah, just a couple. Just a couple. Um, no, I found I found a found a home at the Roosters. I, I love the club. I love all the people there. We've obviously gone through a little bit of a little bit of a changing in the guard with with a few older boys leave over the last couple of years. So um, I'm super committed to just getting us to the top again. I feel like we're a very successful club. We've got some great young kids coming through. We've still got a great crop of older players, um, and I think the recipe's there for us and. I just want to work hard. I want to work hard and see what happens. All right. And if the Roosters don't win the Premiership, I know you're confident they can go all the way, but uh, who does? I haven't thought about it. <laughs> I guess, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, you don't really think about that stuff. You, you're hoping the boys can, can get there. And um, probably if I had to say anyone, I, I do love, I love Tommy and Jake. So um, it'd be nice to see them win one one day. Who doesn't love Tommy and Jake? I mean, Manly were so hated. They were the most hated team in the competition and now everybody loves them because of Tommy and Jake. <laughs> the two nicest blokes in the world. 
Mate, you're in the top three as well. You're on the podium alongside Tom and Jake. Luke, as always, it's great to chat to you. Thanks so much for joining me for a chat to talk all things Roosters, all things finals footy, and, and most importantly at this time of the year around Are You OK Day about mental health. It's great to see you're so passionate about starting the conversation and improving the mental health of all Australians. Thanks for having me, Zach. I appreciate your time, mate.